Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Spreaker Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022, the 59th anniversary of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Probably won't hear much on the lamestream media about that. Or the fact that uh, for the last 59 years, the U.S. government's been engaging in a massive cover-up to cover all the facts and truth about that situation. And that's kind of where we're going to be going today. But anyway, keep in mind this program is meant to provide new natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's natural ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing is missing is raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Then you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the new iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And there's a little video that uh, tells you roughly what it does, how it works, that kind of thing. And then there's also a link to my YouTube playlist that has over 80 videos there that talk more about the technology, how it's used, and most importantly, uh, testimonials from people all over the world that have had absolutely phenomenal results using that little thing. And uh, there's downloadable flyers and brochures, and there's also a link to the uh, dedicated website for the device where you can order one if you so desire. Uh, You just click the Get Started Now button. And just follow the directions. Make sure, take your time, read and do what it says, and uh, you'll be fine. But the amount, 350 goes into the amount box. You know, 350 for each device you want to order. And then also in the remarks box, your name goes there. I wish they would change it so that's the name box, and that way it'd be a little more clear. Because <laughs> I've had people put all kinds of things in there. Hello, and uh, two ones, and classic, and this kind of thing, but not their name. And if I don't have your name, I don't know who the money came from. So uh, it makes it hard to send the order out if I don't know who to ship it to. So uh, just follow the directions, and everything will be just fine, and nobody will get hurt. And uh, But... Uh, and keep in mind also that roughly a week from tomorrow, by by 12 noon a week from tomorrow, the price will go from 350 to 380 So if you're wanting to get one of these, make sure you do it in the next week or so, and you'll be able to save some money. And uh, think of Christmas gifts, too. These things are, um, number one, it's something that virtually nobody has yet, even though we're selling 13000 a day. Um there's still quite a few people out there in the U.S. of A. Given we got 330 plus million people, um, we're a little behind the curve. So every household needs to have one of these, and uh, we're seeing more and more um, results from people. Um, I can't stress that enough. So anyway, uh, check it out. Uh, price goes up next next uh, Wednesday at noon. So um, get them now while you can get them at the lower price. That's the smart way to do it. 
Keep in mind the topics, success, and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, I am in the process of fixing, uh, changing things here for tomorrow's notes. That's done, and it's out of the way. Okay. So basically, yeah, today's the 59th anniversary of uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And um, like I said, the U.S. government, news media, and all the rest have been engaging in a 59-year cover-up of the truth around that situation. And uh, there's no end in sight. Um, So why on earth would people be expecting anything different when it comes to stuff like ooh, um, the COVID jabs and that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know what I did with it. I had a whole list of uh, things here that I must have accidentally gotten rid of. <laughs> Figures. Um, if, you, if you do a little research, and I had... Uh, let me see if I can do that real quick here. Um, if I can type... Uh, do it this way. Um, I was talking, or my my show this morning was uh, dealing with uh, the cover-ups around the uh, ads for COVID-19 jabs and all the kind of stuff. You know, the fact is, you've got mountains and mountains and mountains of evidence, scientific evidence, explaining the truth behind these toxic jabs, bioweapons, they're calling COVID-19 vaccines. But, and they've known about the problems with these things at least two months before they were rolled out. And yet, you have companies and the government putting things out. Like, uh, let's see here. Um, Here's one from the CDC, I think. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective at protecting you from COVID-19, especially severe illness and death. Vaccinated people are far less likely to be hospitalized or die because of COVID-19, including the Delta variant. COVID-19 has a much harder time spreading in a vaccinated population. When more people are vaccinated, we are all better protected against COVID-19. Even if you're young and healthy, it's still important to get vaccinated. Vaccines can help end this pandemic. To get the most protection, make sure you get all recommended doses of a COVID-19 vaccine. Getting vaccinated helps protect you and others from COVID-19. COVID? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely nothing truthful in that ad at all. Everything in it was a blatant, bold-faced lie. And they know it. You know, it's, it's, it's really disgusting to have a government so willing to literally kill people, lie to them to the point that they're going to follow these instructions and many will die as a result. Um, and just uh, this is uh, something I've got here. This is uh, the FDA slideshow 
showing COVID jab effects. The date on it, it was put out before the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, October 22nd, 2020. So that was, they were rolled out basically in late December 2020. So two months before these jabs were rolled out. And on slide 16, what they, they glanced right over when they were in the process of uh, giving this to people. It says FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 injections, they say vaccines, draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes subject to change. <laughs> in other words, grow. Number one, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Two, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis. Three, transverse myelitis. Four, encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meningeal encephalitis, uh, meningitis, and encephalopathy. Encephalopathy, excuse me. Convulsion seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, and cataplexy. Anaphylaxis, acute myocardial infarction, heart attack. Myocarditis and pericarditis. Oh my goodness, it's such a strange thing that we've got these jabs, and now these people are having this myocarditis. Well, they knew two months before that it was going to cause it. Autoimmune disease, death. Oh, imagine that, right in the middle of the list, death. Pregnancy and birth outcomes, which are negative. You know, the you have these OBGYNs who are trusted, unfortunately, by their uh, patients. And you have a woman in her third trimester. And, oh, should I get this? Oh, yeah, it'll protect you and your baby. <laughs> right. And people fell for that line. And 82% of all the women who were pregnant and took these jabs experienced spontaneous abortions. In other words, late-term um, miscarriages. Normally, miscarriages take place in the, in the first trimester, not the last. If you make it to the last, you know, the third trimester, you're pretty much home free. Um, not in this case. These things will kill the baby regardless of when, where you're at in the pregnancy. And some of the... Uh, things that came out just unbelievable um but in the third trimester something that very seldom happens and 82 percent of the people who took these jabs during that time period experienced a dead baby other acute demyelinating diseases things like um, oh parkinson's um, multiple sclerosis a uh, amyotrophic amyotrophic lateral sclerosis or lou gehrig's disease things like that uh, non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, thrombocytopenia, disseminated intravascular coagulation, venous thromboembolism, arthritis and arthralgia or joint pain, Kawasaki disease, and here's a good one, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. Something that never existed, never had a name before these jabs were rolled out. And then the last thing, vaccine-enhanced disease. Huh! So that's the short list of things that they knew would be happening when they rolled these jabs out, and they did it anyway. And then on top of that, let's see here if I can figure out where that thing went. Um, there it is. Now this is the 5.3.6 Cumulative Analysis of Post-Authorization Adverse Event Reports of PF0730-2048, which is the Bi uh, Pfizer-BioNTech-162-B2 injection. 
And these were received through um, up through February 28th of 2021. So basically in roughly two to three months, these are the things that happened from just the one jab made by Pfizer. And it starts on page 30, and it's Appendix 1, List of Adverse Events of Special Interest. And this list is unfreaking real. It goes on for nine pages, almost, you know, the last page is about a little over half, but the first eight are solid top to bottom with, you know, single spacing, uh, the list of the name of the thing, and then, you know, a comma or a semicolon, and then the next one. And you have acoustic neuritis, acquired C1 inhibitor deficiency, acquired epidermal, uh, epidermolysis bullosa, acquired epidemic, or excuse me, epileptic aphasia, acute cutaneous lupus erythematosus, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, myelitis, and it goes on and on and on and on alphabetically. And in the middle, you'll see one that says something about... Um, where is it? Uh, oh, here we go. Death, neonatal. Hmm. That's the only one that mentions death, but there's a whole bunch of them. Maybe let's look in the S's for sudden death. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Subclavian artery thrombosis, subclavian vein thrombosis, sudden unexplained death in epilepsy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we got a couple there kind of... Uh, Hidden, hidden away, I guess you could say. Swollen tongue. Hmm. Sympathetic ophthalmalia. Um, systemic lupus erythematosus. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. And the last one is Zika virus-associated Guillain-Barre syndrome. These are all things caused by these jabs. Hmm. Nine full... Um, eight full and nine, almost nine, you know, it's about two thirds of a page is the last page. So almost nine complete pages. Can you believe this garbage? And you still, I just saw the other day, another ad on TV where the government is still pushing these jabs as safe and effective. How on earth are we going to, or how are we to actually believe anything these schmucks ever say? You know, that you, you, it's just unbelievable. Um, ooh, Qantas vaccination ad goes viral. Let's see what they have to say, because it's Australian. Well, first we have to get past the little ad. <laughs> Got all these goofy ads. Okay, now we can skip it. New campaign promoting vaccination against COVID has gone viral. The airline yesterday revealed its rewards program for vaccinated frequent flyer members in Australia, including winning free flights for a year. It launched a new advertising camp, uh, adver advertisement accompanying the announcement, featuring Australians desperate to travel overseas, to reunite with loved ones or experience international travel again. It's OK. Look, yeah, I'm going to see you soon, OK? Love you. Is that you, Mum? What's a younger version of me? <laughs> Mum, can we go to Disneyland? So, where are you headed? Singapore, for a wedding. Taking the kids to Disneyland Resort. London, gonna see someone very special to me.
campaign has attracted huge attention across social media with many praising the ad and some revealing their emotional reactions. Former Deputy Chief Medical Officer Dr Nick Coatesworth had said this is how you get people looking forward to what a vaccinated society looks like. Nice work, Qantas. And it just stops there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, it shows all the happy people were able to travel again and go see our loved ones. <clears throat> Nothing about the people that are going to be dropping dead and uh, the pilots are going to be uh, vapor locking in the middle of air and uh, right after landing and all that kind of stuff. Just not going to see that kind of thing. They're not going to tell you the truth. It's always the sugar-coated pie-in-the-sky crap that's a flat-out lie. Uh, oh, here's one. Five things not to do after getting the COVID-19 jab. Ooh, let's see what they say. Well, vaccines are opening up to more people all across the Carolinas, but experts say there are some things we should not do after getting the shot. Here are five things experts say you should not do after you get your COVID-19 vaccine. First, don't get a tattoo or piercing right after your shot. The CDC says there's a slight chance that could trigger an immune response on top of the vaccine. So your best bet is to wait at least a few days. Number two, don't book any other vaccination appointments around the same time. Scientists say there's still just not enough information about how the COVID vaccine interacts with others. They suggest waiting two weeks to get any other kind of shot. Number three, don't push yourself to exercise. If you're feeling run down after your shot, take a day off. Forcing yourself to work out will likely make you feel worse. Four, don't forget to hydrate. All that water helps your body process your immune response. Plus, if you do spike a fever, staying hydrated will help your body fight it. And five, don't lose your vaccine card. We don't know exactly when or where we'll need it just yet, but it'll likely be your golden ticket for jumping back into the normal world. Staples, Office Depot, and Office Max are all laminating those cards for free right now. Oh, goody, isn't it so nice they're laminating the cards? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The things that these people come up with. Uh anything to make uh, make money and the sad thing is this whole thing is all founded on the bogus belief of the germ theory that a germs make you sick you know germs being viruses bacteria that kind of stuff and that then these toxic bioweapons actually protect you from those things again no scientific evidence to support any of that stuff and the vast majority of the generally dumb public swallows it hook, line, and sinker. They just believe the propaganda, and uh, off you go. Oh, here's one. This looks like it might be interesting. Oh, this world's a little crazy. so much for that it's a you know the big problem with a lot of these things because most people you know it's got you know subtitles and stuff and when you see subtitles most people their eyes glance over and they just you know look at something else until the show comes back out that they're watching but um yeah basically it starts out you know upbeat pop music throughout you know <laughs> that's one of the subtitles 
And then um, he's not some statistic. Uh, and then we got a girl shooting a bow and arrow. Let's see here. Um, come on. She's more than a headline. Yeah, for now, till she falls over dead. Uh, he's not someone's agenda. What they are? They are irreplaceable. And it's all these young people and everything. It says, uh, hospitalizations of young people from COVID um, have tripled since the start of summer. Oh, so we have to be scared. Got to be afraid. Got you know, Got to freak out. And what do you do? Problem, reaction, solution is get your COVID jab. If you have questions about COVID vaccines, don't do any search, research on your own. Ask a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And we know how well they've done for us over the last couple of years. You know, and uh, find vaccines near you at, oh, what's this? Vaccine dot vaccines.gov paid for by the u.s department of health and human services isn't that just special nothing but lies and propaganda and they know the truth it's not like this is any big surprise to them good grief absolute insanity uh, let's see here. What else? I'm trying to find. I saw one earlier. I don't know where it went, but they were talking about Jennifer Aniston. You know, just one of the um, brain-dead people in Hollywood who had to reduce her friend list uh, significantly because some people actually did the research and found out the truth and were anti-COVID-19 jab. And, of course, she can't have people around her that aren't jabbed because that's not safe. You know, she's injected. And for some reason, if, if you know, doesn't she say, doesn't seem to understand that if she's injected and the things work, then she's got no, uh, no problem being around someone who's been jabbed. But that shows the brain-dead mentality of these people. And it's a shame. You know, I like my women to be beautiful and intelligent. Unfortunately, Jen, you don't make that, so you're off my crush list. That's all there is to it. <laughs> and then we have, uh, oh, here we go, Stephanie, COVID-19 Injection Initiative. Let's see what Stephanie... Lord, I know that you are watching over me. I'm active in my church. Faith is important to me. My son played baseball since he was three. I've closed a lot of deals sitting on the third baseline, sister. When COVID came out, I was a total skeptic. I work out. I didn't take that vaccine when my husband did. Then I'm in excruciating pain. He took me to emergency. I said, can I please get vaccinated? She said, sorry, a little late for that. We don't talk about lasting effects of COVID. It's been 65 days. Still have myocarditis. Got to have another echocardiogram. There is misinformation out there. This changed my thinking. Make your own choice. Make an educated one. My echocardiogram showed my heart doing well. I'm cleared to take the vaccine. We all want to be healthy. The antidote for fear is thankfulness. I am thankful for this. I'm thankful. That's Stephanie Bramlett. I have no idea who that is, but apparently she must be some famous person or, you know, singer or some kind of thing. I don't know. But, you know, her husband takes the jab. She doesn't. 
and she gets COVID. Imagine that. That's not uncommon because he took the jab and he was uh, transmitting this stuff. She got it from him. That's the only way she got myocarditis without having the jab as she was around someone who had it and she got the same goodies. And of course, too ignorant to understand that. And then once she's cleared to take the shot, she takes it and uh, she thinks her life is going to be better now. Let's see when I didn't look at the date on this thing. Let's stop it here. When was this? Ah, a year ago. Be interesting to say where she's at now um, after a year, but um, they're not going to put anything out negative. <laughs> so she's just going to stay quiet at this point. But uh, all of this is happening as a result of government propaganda and cover ups. They have the facts about Kennedy's assassination, and they won't tell anybody. They still have all kinds of documents that are listed as, as top secret. And, uh, you know, who knows how long it'll be before, if ever, if they ever get released. So if they can do that for 59 years, what makes you think they're going to tell the truth about this anytime soon? Even though people are starting to realize what's going on, there's more and more starting to say no to these uh, additional boosters that they're rolling out. So what are they doing? Well, I guess your flu shot's going to be a bivalent shot. In other words, it'll be the flu and COVID-19 combined. Try finding just a plain flu shot all by itself. <laughs> Good luck with that. If you're not going to take the jab, we're just going to blend them together. And people say, oh, okay, i got to have my flu shot, so I guess I'll take this too. <laughs> more and more people will die. More and more people will get sick. More and more people will have COVID, uh, or, uh, as they call them, breakthrough cases which are just injection-caused illness. But, you know, it's going to be there. And they just keep swallowing it, hook, line, and sinker. Um, problem, reaction, solution. The generally dumb public just falls for it constantly. And that's why they keep doing it. Oh, man. Oh, we have a thirst for jabs. VB launches whatever that is. Uh, hmm. Okay, let's let's see. This is another Australian one, I think. Oh wait a minute, we got an ad first. We got to get past the ad. <laughs> Hate these things. Okay, there we go. Old beer at the pub seems like a pipe dream right now, but one Aussie favourite is trying to make it happen sooner. The iconic VB jingle has been repurposed to encourage more fans to get the jab. Madeline Slattery has the story. An old classic with a new twist. A hard-earned thirst comes from being all over town, not from being in lockdown. VB, the latest to jump on board with a vaccination campaign. It's been tough on our industry. Uh, clearly, a thriving pub industry is good for us, but it's much bigger than that. We all just want to get back to a normal life. The iconic jingle celebrates the Australian way of life. You can get it cut in a log or walking the dog. You can get it any old house. Marketing experts say brands need to remain authentic so consumers aren't sceptical. They might associate it with socialising and being connected with friends and family. But on the other hand, they might think, why is an alcohol company 
propagating a health message. Port Melbourne's Prince Alfred Hotel recently offered free pints for those who'd been vaccinated. Now, after having to serve takeaway for more than 260 days, they'll take anything to help doors reopen. Everyone's got to do their bit, right? So uh, if that encourages more people, if they're comfortable, to go and get their jab, then good on them. Experts wary the trend won't always please everyone. Consumers respond either really positively or really negatively, depending on how they feel about the issue. You can get it rolling. You can get it bowling. Madeline Slattery, Nine News. And for those that aren't uh, living in Australia or familiar with Australian beers, that's Victoria Bitters is the name of the beer that uh, is VB that they're talking about. And uh, anything they can come up with, new propaganda, Oh, yeah, free pint of beer if you just get your jab. And to think about it, how on earth are, you know, are anybody that's that shallow that would first be saying no to it and then fall for, okay, well, I'll take it because they're going to give me a free beer or free donuts or a free burger and fries is your health that meaningless to you that you're you'd flip from being anti-vax to pro-vax for something that's that small? I don't think that's the case. I think that a lot of people would just you know already had the jabs and they figured, well, I'm just going to take advantage of this. I'll run around with my card that I already got and I'll get all the free stuff and at least uh, be able to live my life until I die. I'll be happy and drunk and full and you know full of sugar and whatever. Um, but it's just weird. These people are. Hey, Jim. Yes, sir. Go ahead, sir. And uh, Gary. Um, the other night I was listening mm-hmm. to Rance. Uh, are you familiar with Erica, the med- medical expert he has on there three nights a week? No, I've never even heard Rance's show. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, uh, she monitors uh, sites where people uh, post their experiences with with the jab and and you know what happened to him whatnot and uh they sound very legitimate anyway <clears throat> she read one and apparently some person was in a clinic or a drugstore someplace and there was a bunch of people lined up to get shot and the first person in the queue got shot and immediately collapsed on the floor <laughs> and the uh, got shorter <laughs> the, the emergency services were called they tried to revive them uh, the person and were unsuccessful, died right there on the floor. Mm-hmm. But get this. The poster said that nobody left the line. You're kidding me. Boy, that just no. speaks volumes for the generally dumb public. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in a real world where people had brains, that first person dropping over, it would be like the cartoons where everybody's gone, you know, puff, puff of smoke and a cloud of dust, and there <laughs> ain't nobody left. But in this day and age... Man, sheeple virus has really gotten a hold. Uh, that's that's really sad, but it doesn't. You know, it's really not surprising. Man, I can't imagine that. You know, if I was in that, you know, first off, I wouldn't be in that line. But if I was, and they were going, the first guy got the same kind of thing I was going to get, and they fell over and died, you wouldn't see me. <laughs> What does that say it about the mentality? Blew of my people? mind, man. Just that is unfreaking real. I wonder. I wonder if anybody has video of that. It's just for the fun of it. I'm gonna do a quick search. Um, 
Let's see. The girl's name is Erica Kahn, and she's on three nights a week in the second hour at 10 o'clock. And uh, she's pretty smart, you know, microbiologist or something or other. I don't know what her official title is. But uh, um, there's a lot of good info in there. I agree. <laughs> I think it was like a year ago I saw a video. It didn't have any audio played very quickly, but there were a whole line of people. It was like an auditorium. And uh, they were lined up for their stabs. And uh, here comes somebody in a, a stretcher. You know, they're bringing somebody out the other side of the door on a stretcher. And everybody just looks the other way like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. It's so crazy. That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Well, of course, it won't be on YouTube because they would uh, definitely censor that. But uh, hmm, maybe. Bit shoot. See if they have something. They're hard to search on, though. Hmm. Hey, Sarge. Yeah, go ahead, Brent. You know, Murr has a show on RBN on Saturday, don't you? Or Sunday? No, I didn't I know mean, that. Yeah, she's a star now. Really? <laughs> yeah, they can't hang up on me like when I call in. Oh, uh, so you've got your own show, huh? It's just for nine episodes. Sam, Sam talked me into it. Board up. You know, they're trying this thing uh, uh, where listeners and donors can, you know, they can get you on there and then you got an archive. Oh, cool. But the uh, funny thing about it was uh, he forgot the name of the show and, and uh, I didn't see the email till later. And uh, which it's, uh, what do I call it? Yours truly, Murr. Yeah. So hmm. Everybody else was forgetting it, too. I, I call it Marvelous Murr's Mur Mur Musing on Life. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, pretty cool. Uh, so he'll post it next weekend. Neat. So what, when is it? It's uh, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central on Sunday. Oh, cool. And that's on RBN? Yeah. Cool. I'll have to figure yeah, out whether fun. or not. I'll have to Kathleen see if I appreciated it. And Texas says, oh, she's a natural. <laughs> well, like I said on Roger, so it's, you know, I'm praying I stay awake half the night, you know, anyway. And just thinking. Hmm. And, uh, so, and being on the Jitsi and stuff, too. Cool. Get talking more more than a sound bite for a call in, so <laughs> neat. Well, that sounds like fun. Prepared for it a little bit. And you say you've got a Jitsi page that you're using for it too? Oh no, no. Oh. I'm just saying oh. here and Rogers, you know. Mm, okay. Just talking more on, on yeah. Because other otherwise it's yeah, you know, well I've done a couple co hosts with people, uh, or as a guest or whatever. Um, Captain Fred and um. Uh, what was her name? She was an anti-vax advocate in New York. Sally. Uh, get her name. But anyway, she invited me on for her birthday show, and mm. when you know, she died later that year. Ooh. Yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. Man. Well, that's great. You know, you never know. You gotta be careful. It just may. Uh, you may get the hang of it and really stick with it. Well, it'll be better uh, no, for it. I, I don't think they'll offer me that. He may. I don't know, but I doubt that. I don't know. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because, you know, I look through all different things and research stuff and just trying to make it somewhat coherent. And um, I had said something about 
not having to have to work on getting more content. And Sam says, oh, you have enough content. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever run out. <laughs> right. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't it's know how you remember half the stuff. <laughs> huh? I don't remember. I don't know how you remember half the stuff you, you come up with on a fly. <laughs> you just got uh, uh, quite the memory. Well, you know, it's interesting. And I, I'll probably bring it up this next week. Uh, this uh, Bankman Fried. This is freed whatever. There's yeah. <laughs> I like Bankman Fried. But this is no new thing, and there's a bunch of them are these Jewish trolls, or the Ginos, if we want to call them that. I like that better than Zenos. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyway, uh, in 2015 was Joshua Ryan Goldberg. And I don't know if you remember him, but uh, mm-hmm. it was actually in Australia, the media there called, called Fairfax Media, I think it was, caught him. And uh, so the FBI here made a good bust. It was, what, uh, Agent Barry, I think his name was. And uh, he's in Florida. And it was, so it was September, I guess, 2015. And four days later, you know, this is under Obama, the media puts out this story about the Muslim bomb clock boy. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Right. Isn't that the one that uh, Obama invited to the White House? Nobody, yeah, nobody remembered Goldberg. It's only four days later. But the kind of searches you would put in about bomb, making bomb and stuff, because this cat was trying to uh, blow up stuff in, uh, was it Missouri? Uh, on the uh, 14th uh, Memorial of 9-11. They were going to have a thing there. So he was trying to instigate that. But he had all these personas and stuff. Mm-mm. And uh, he was the one, as Australia witnessed that, uh, instigated the thing in uh, Garland, Texas, which uh, uh, Geller, what's her name? Geller. Oh, Sarah Michelle. And, uh, huh? That Geller, Sarah Pam? Michelle Geller. Is it Pam Geller? Yeah, Pam Geller. Oh. Okay. She had a bikini blogger and all this other stuff. And she was the one behind putting up posters in the, in the New York subway about Muslims and stuff. But this is what gets me. These ginos and their duplicity, right? They <laughs> look like they're doing something good, and meanwhile, they're stabbing you in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just happens routinely. Yep. But they use these younger ones. Okay, then there was the third one. There was, a, or actually, the second one after uh, that we know about, Ryan, this Joshua Ryan Goldberg, Goldberg was uh, in Israel, the Michael kadar but it's michael ron david kadar and they had k-a-y-d-a-r at first and then they took the y out so you can't find that (laughs) but uh trump's in uh 12 fbi man team he he knew what was going on you know and this kid uh yeah oh you know it's all mental illness and they got a tumor or something but no his father was helping him he had to be but uh he got a voice app woman's voice and was ripping off all this bitcoin you know this crypto stuff's been going on a long time and he called in stuff to you know attacks on uh jewish senators and he had planes have to land for bomb threats and just crazy (laughs) so goldberg is doing 10 years yeah 120 months unless he gets out early i guess and then he has to have uh, supervision for life Uh, but the thing was with him his two parents um worked with autistic children they wanted all that stuff out of the news quick i said that bomb clock boy four days later and i sent email to everybody in alternative media i could think of at the time right Mm -hmm. and i said how is this alternative media (laughs) 
And of course, Baron Chove took, you know, took offense at that because his show is called the Alternative Media. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think oh, about that. Like so I apologize radio, to him. Huh? That was all right, but still, <laughs> nobody got on it. Haven't since. <laughs> you know, it was later in 2015, November, that they let um, under Obama let um, Jonathan uh, Pollard out. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're playing these games all the time. Yeah, in fact, the one date that um, oh, Goldberg, March 23, 2017, was the very day that they uh, busted Kadar in Israel hell. <laughs> and exactly a month before that, the rabbis made uh, Bezos uh, get rid of all the uh, anything that questioned the Holocaust. There were hundreds of titles of books destroyed from Amazon. Oh, yeah. One, one month to the day before. So just kind of letting you know they got a back door to everything going on mm-hmm. and if you had a kindle a version on your phone guess what <laughs> yeah it went away they got a false uh, that false flag in syria they didn't you know they didn't hurt anything in that airport planes were still you know but that was kind of chumming up the uh talmudia so <laughs> so they wouldn't try to i guess they gave them that so they could get away with getting kadar i don't know yeah imagine how many of those there are though Oh, yeah. Too many to count. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that uh, what's-his-chops, uh, uh, the FTX dude, you know, fun- funneling yeah, money right. and Bankman laundering fried. money for the Democrats, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way the the uh, crypto makes money is uh, is uh, by um, every time there's a transaction. That's yeah. how it makes money. Mm-hmm. So they keep trading it back and forth, you know, sold it over, gave it to Ukraine, sold it back to... Give it to the Democrats. Yep. And multiplies. Yep, yep, yep. Keeps going and going and going. Clint Richardson uh, interviewed a guy about crypto back in the 90s. He had a show in Salt Lake City. And um, I guess he kind of told him (laughs) what he thought at the time. He's a Jewish guy, of course. (laughs) Oh, boy. Lost that show. Well, I've got... um, buddy of mine sent me a text this morning of a uh, with a link to the actual full video of the new movie died uh, what was it died suddenly yeah and i went on and downloaded it and i'm trying to get the the high def version but uh, for some reason it keeps doing weird things on me but i got a low def but the audio is good and it's an hour and eight minutes and i was thinking about running it now yeah and uh letting everybody hear it and i'll in the meantime i'll find a link and put it in the chat room and uh, that kind of stuff thank you but um here is uh and it says right the first thing it shows up this film is not suitable for children i'll tell you there's some gross and disgusting things in the imagery these clots that the people are finding and that kind of stuff but uh, anyway here we go with uh died suddenly U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. Along with that, there's also been an increase in certain medical diagnoses, such as miscarriages and Bell's palsy. Well, when I first started seeing these this, these strange anomalies in the blood, it's just there's something different about the blood. All of these people that are dying, doesn't matter what they died of, they were having this unique 
uh, there's this unique change in the blood. I feel as though I am seeing something that could be causing their death. No one will see what I see. So in the very beginning, I'm thinking, okay, so COVID could have caused this possibly, but now I'm seeing these in people that supposedly never had COVID. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so it's the vaccine might be causing this. I want people to understand that we're in a fifth generation warfare. They now seek the news openly to manipulate and deceive the American population. But you don't believe in any conspiracy theory? Jane, what more can you tell us about the Sullivan Brothers building that's collapsed? Leaf of sun. And we're injecting them in the little kid's arms. An 18-year-old health worker has developed blood clots after controversial just days after getting their second COVID-19 vaccine, two teenage boys died in their sleep. Oh my God! A nine-year-old went to sleep in Eagle Mountain and never woke up. Little cheerleader who died suddenly. Who knows? Young people are dying these days. You know, Matt and I right. are constantly talking about Malthusian theory. Malthusian theory, yes, I know. I'm sure I, you are. I, I, it says it on one of the coffee cups <laughs> I was given. You know, when I graduated, when I was at junior college, Chabot Junior College, we finished a, a history uh, course, and the professor wrote up, you need to learn this word. He wrote up the word triage, which represented, I was told, the concept that eventually the world will have too many people in it mm. in order to subsist on its own. And that stuck with me for a long time, and that's what Inferno is about. A, the, the quantum physics of overpopulation in, a, in an instant, they could be too many people on the planet Earth, and actually the math does add up. Just give us a 20-second definition of Malthusian theory, which there is amazing. Go. Well, that's, that's what I'm built for. I, Thomas Robert Malthus, have merely done you the service of stating the obvious, that the demographics of our situation equal death. Reverend Thomas Robert Malthus was a British demographer of the late 1700s and was the first to popularize the idea that there's simply too many people using up too much resources. How many cars, stereos, fancy bars? How many people could the world support? Well, it depends. It's a sliding scale. Malthusian ideology is often summarized in the following graph. Very simple graphs which project what's going to happen to the planet over the next 150 years if we don't do something drastic to stop it. It's an ideology, an eschatology. Here we can see a chart that looks at the total world population over the last several hundred years. 
And at first glance, this is a bit scary. And it spawned a new genre of fear that lasted for generations. The fear of overpopulation. You have to get the death rate and birth rate in balance, and there's only two ways to do it. One is to bring the birth rate down, the other is to push the death rate up. If we do not, by humane means, limit our numbers, then numbers are going to be limited by more famines and shortages. It's reaching plague proportion. No intelligent, patriotic American family uh, ought to have more than two children, preferably one. Maybe anybody who's thinking of having a third child ought to go hungry a week. So should we have policies that penalize people for having extra kids in the developed world? So I do think that we should at least consider it. And this is where people start getting nervous talking about overpopulation and population issues because they're scared that I'm going to take away their rights to have children. It's the belief in a coming apocalypse and that it is you and I who are ushering it in. We're even running out of sand, which may not seem important, but without it, you can't make concrete or glass, like for windows, so you can look outside and see the world ending. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Well, common sense would tell you if you have a man standing in front of you saying he's going to reduce the world's population by 10 or 15 percent using vaccines, what does that mean to you? It means somebody's going to die because you put a vaccine in them. It doesn't mean you're going to save people. Uh, that's pretty much common sense in my brain. And, but yet I saw him, I saw him say it. He said it. Uh, and. Here we are. I don't know. I, I'm just, here we are. I'm now an anti-vaxxer. I wasn't before. Uh, from what I've learned here with this and seeing what I've seen, not just in the funeral home, but, you know, what everybody else has had an opportunity to see, uh, I don't want to take any vaccine uh, because I don't trust the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, I, I just buried someone recently who, who died suddenly, wasn't sick, uh, person in their 60s uh, but otherwise was not sick and uh, I met with the family and uh, that was my first question was what happened to him? Somebody mentioned to go on to Google and then type in died suddenly and find the news articles that pop up. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within the, that last week who died suddenly, younger people, older people, but a lot of younger people throughout, around the world. Famous people, athletes have just dropped dead without explanation. And it's like it's no big deal. It's like we just don't know. Uh, it happens. But no, it's, it's not happened. It's never happened like this until now. My phone goes over and trying to make sure I don't miss something. I'm hoping, hoping that uh, we can get one of those important calls. 
See, this is both from carotid and veins. Oh, look how thick that thing is. It's like the alien. <laughs> Very similar. It came out, of, apparently, I've got some of that's from a carotid artery and also some veins. So, Whoa. back around November of last year, of 2021, people were asking me, well, how many people are having these strange clots? And I didn't have a very good answer for it. So in starting in November, I started making notations of whether or not the person was um, clotted or not or vaccinated. My green is people that have been verified are vaccinated. Yellow typically is somebody that has smaller clots. And the orange is somebody that had more significant clots, the clots that are uh, really kind of concerning to me. I have it dated for the quarter, I mean, numbered by the quarter. So the entire quarter, I had about 130. Yeah, only almost 14% had no significant clotting. Um, a lot of the substances that I'm seeing are stuff that looks pretty much, it's this white fibrous stuff. Now, instead of calling them blood clots, I try to refer to them as white fibrous clots or white fibrous structures. How come all of a sudden these things are happening in so many people? When I first started seeing these strange uh, clots, uh, in the beginning I thought, you know, this is kind of weird, it's kind of crazy, I, I don't understand. As I started gathering more and more photographs, I'm able to share it amongst other people that I work with. I talk to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. I'm a licensed funeral director, National Board Funeral Director and Certified Embalmer. Um, I've been in the death care industry since uh, 1982. I've been embalming, been in the embalming process with well over a thousand bodies. And I had actually noticed some of the differentiates in the clots as well, in some of the bodies I had been embalming, and that had started recently. First time, first time I saw it firsthand, pulled out of a deceased, my end, was about three months ago. Been struggling to embalm people for around about 18 months. My embalmer was complaining that he was getting, having trouble getting fluid through people. And the way they do that is they cut into the um, carotid artery and they pump it around the body via a pump. He was struggling to get it through and we kind of thought, well, maybe the pump wanted servicing and had a look at it, it doesn't. Pulled this out and he kind of grabbed the end with the tweezers and this comes out in one piece, one elastic piece. It, it looks like um, calamari. Longest one that I have on video is probably almost three foot long, which is incredible to come out of the, you know, the juggler up here. It's just, it's incredible. That is not normal. I talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Said, hey, you know, have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I, I haven't seen clots like these. Uh, these long, white, fibrous, different, not blood clots, but they're, they're clotting the blood, so therefore you have to call it a clot. I have been in this profession actually for approximately 12 years and approximately two to 250 bodies per year. And I have never seen anything like this until the vaccination. 
Now, I've been in Obama for 41 years. 41 years I've been in Obama, and I've never seen plots like these. Here's a guy messaged me the other day. He even sent me a picture. Yeah, and that fellow in Balmer? This is not mine. This is his. Same stuff. You see that? You know, we know something's going on. Um, I, I deal with a lot of funeral directors and embalmers. Um, I attend national conventions, state conventions. I'm very involved. And, you know, we know something different is going on. We don't know exactly what's going on, but the timing of it um, is just hand in hand. We're connecting dots here. Um, and it certainly appears that there is some relationship to the vaccine and these um, obstructions that we're seeing. I was in Ohio last week or the week before last and there were 100 embalmers at the Ohio Embalmers Association in my lecture and I, I, I posed these photos up where people could see them and nearly all of the embalmers out of 100 in this room raised their hands that uh, they had seen uh, clots and white fibrin structures of, of, of that kind of size and when I ask again when did they start seeing them again it's uh, that 16 to 18 month period. This is different, this is, and they need to figure out what it is. That's the problem is they need to figure out, that's why we're, 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 tell, we're talking to you, is that we're concerned for humanity. Once I knew what was happening, I'm a man of principle. Do you know your family's just as important as mine? Why, why, if I, and if I don't speak out, we're all anyway. As a Canadian embalmer, I have found that everybody I embalmed for over a year had fibrous mass clots. The fiber mass clots had been fed by blood clots at the ends that were integrated into the fiber mass clots. The fiber mass clots themselves were not blood clots. On average, I would embalm a body every day or two. Every single body had them, and they were massive. When I was talking to, to uh, Dr. Ken Thorpe, he was more concerned about the real tiny clots that he called microclots. And when I asked him about microclots, I was like, let me, let me explain. Sometimes when I'm seeing the blood, it looks like the blood is dirty. Almost like it has little fine grains of sand or almost like fine grains of coffee grounds. The reason why he's more concerned about those is because they will go undetected and they can get lodged up in capillaries and end up slowly starving organs of, of the oxygen that it needs. Um, so what I did, I did is I captured some blood that looked dirty. It's clouding it up, but see, I wanted you to see the specks that are floating around. There we go. It looks like rust. It does. Look at, look at, like, see, you can almost see that they're like stringy looking. The first time I seen something that would, I would describe as a different type of blood than I had ever seen, consistency of blood was on a younger lady that was in a, a car accident. And I noticed onto the table as we were getting a little bit of drainage from her that her blood looked as if it was, it, the only way to describe it is blood on beach sand. It was sticking to the table. 
I began noticing um, strange things with the blood, looking like it had coffee grinds or sand in it, to complete separation, like a clear orangish fluid, and then clots coming later, like the blood had almost separated. And of course, then there are the fibrin structures that we get. And it doesn't matter if it's a young or old person. I'd like you to kind of feel Yeah, you can kind of hold it's on. It's like to a rubber it. band almost. Yeah, like a rubber band or like calamari. So of course that explains people stroking out, like. And that was my concern in the very beginning of all this. The whole thing was as I'm seeing all of these strange clots. I'm hearing stories of of blood clots and and embolisms and and sudden heart attacks. Scientists say there has been an increased rise, a sharp rise in unexplained deaths during the pandemic. Deaths that are not listed as COVID related. I would just like to find answers because so many people, young, young people are just dropping dead. There were two in the local paper today out of Lafayette, Indiana, and I question, how did they die? Autopsies are not being done and performed um, as often and as frequent as it had been done in the past. You know, there's no way that um, that type of obstruction would not um, cause stroke, heart failure, um, some type of pulmonary embolism um, that would certainly take someone out. Now, most of the people are not autopsied. Therefore, no one will see what I see. And that's why what we see back there, people need to know. They, they, nobody will know unless we tell them what we're seeing because it happens and then you have a visitation and a burial and it's over. I feel as though I am seeing something that could be causing their death. And the dead can't speak for themselves, so therefore, the only way to bring this forward is, is like, I have to speak for them. Since the vaccine, this rubbery stuff, this, this stuff here is absolutely Hold on, I don't know who this is. Hello? Yes. Okay. I'll be there as soon as I can. Um, I'll be there as soon as I can. I'll give you a call shortly. All right. Bye. Okay. Well, it looks like I gotta go to work. So maybe you guys can come with me and uh, we can talk along the way. That they would let us shoot. Um, I've been trying to warm people up to the idea of doing it. Um, 
So maybe we just go ahead and try to go up there and I'll give them a call as we're on our way and see what they say. Good morning. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long and I've been invited here today to testify to the truth before the legislators of Idaho. The information I'm presenting is made as a protected communication under Title 10 USC 1034 as a whistleblower. My opinions are my own and do not reflect that of the United States Army, the DOD, or any entity thereof. Insurance companies figured that if there was something catastrophic that happened to the United States, they would see a 10% increase in all-cause morbidity mortality, 10% just like an unprecedented, catastrophic, you know, natural event or something that happened in the United States. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. 40% is, no one's even, no one's even calculated that. I mean, that, that's never been uh, factored into what things would look like. It's apocalyptic. In my 15 years as a doctor taking care of soldiers, I have never seen this litany of debilitating and potentially deadly medical conditions in soldiers. These conditions included strokes, transit ischemic attacks, pericarditis, myocarditis, erratic heart rates, arrhythmias, rapid onset and progression of various cancers to include testicular cancer, esophageal cancer, brain tumors, neuroendocrine tumors, spinal tumors, thyroid dysfunction, multiple sclerosis, cognitive impairment, persistent severe insomnia, suppression of the immune system, unprovoked blood clots in the splenic and portal vein, avascular necrosis, liver dysfunction, menstrual irregularities, and miscarriages. Well, I think if you look at the 5.3.6 post-marketing analysis report, the 1,291 adverse events, I don't think those came as diagnostic tests. I think they came as confirmatory tests. You ordered a product, you wanted the product to kill people. Hey, stockholders, we got exactly what you ordered. Fourth shot, Borla, of the CEO of Pfizer. Good yes. for CVS, good for Walmart, good for your health. When I reached out to Army Public Health Command and numerous senior medical and operational leaders about my safety concerns, I was ignored. Threats against my career were made, but no appropriate actions were taken to fully investigate the number and scope of adverse medical events after COVID vaccines. What I was here today to speak about truly was the weaponization of public health. Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm also a whistleblower. <laughs> That's my... That person, that person right there called me one day. I called her, I can't remember, it was an email. And she said, have you seen the DMED system? Uh, have you seen what it's up? And I'm like, I'm working on the border. I'm trying to stop 12,000 people from coming across this border a week. And she said, well, take a look at it. Seeing the DMED data, I have, I have significant concerns that we won't have a standing army in five years. Case 1-01, United States Air Force A-10 instructor pilot, mid-30-year-old male, hospitalized 12 hours after vaccination, diagnosed with pericarditis and anaphylaxis, removed from flight status for six months, thus negatively impacting unit mission readiness. I have never felt so abandoned by the military. 
I have been forced to take something that brought me close to my death. I was mocked, discredited, unsupported. Our squad and morale was ripped to shreds. All these things were completely unnecessary. We are truly less ready on multiple levels. I had to talk to a wife of a soldier that had a stroke, which required speech rehab for several months, and talk to her while he was in the ICU and say to her, he's going to be okay and he'll be able to serve again because this is what he loved to do. Back in September 2021, I submitted an affidavit in the Robert V. Austin case in which I outlined how the DOD was violating its own risk management process in their push to mandate the vaccine of every member of the armed forces with an experimental vaccine. After my testimony was made public, the DOD made no effort to investigate my safety concerns. I got contacted by attorney Tom Renz over the weekend who represents some whistleblowers within the Department of Defense. I have declarations from all three. The state is under penalty. Uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. I was the first pathologist in the world to say, guys, we're seeing an uptick in, in, in cancers. That toxic spike protein has so many mechanisms that allow cancers to wake up and certain uh, cancer genes that it binds to and promotes mechanisms. Everywhere I go, radiologists, interventional radiologists, oncologists, cancer surgeons like I met today, cancer, 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 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 40-year-olds, reactivated or second shot, third shot, month later, breast cancer, stage four everywhere. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f neurological issues which would affect our pilots, over a thousand percent increase, a uh, thousand. Ten times, that's ten times rate and obviously that 83,000, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Uh, Senator Johnson looked in the camera and said, The Department of Defense, the Biden administration is on notice. They must preserve these records, and this must be investigated. And uh, within 24 hours, that system that is run by the Defense Health Agency was shut down. This is the bottom line up front. This is the weaponization of our healthcare system. These are done in acts by legislators. These all started a long time ago. Some could say in biblical times with good and evil. If we think that they're not nefarious actors in the world, and people that work for principalities and, and dark places, if we think that, we're fooling ourselves, right? Because that's where we're at. 1974, Henry Kissinger put out a paper that said we need to decrease the world population. And that's when the globalists kicked in. We've got to stabilize the population. When I was born, no, there were so too, what's wrong with the population? I mean, with too many people. That's what. That's why we have global warming. We have global warming because too many people are using too much stuff. Our book "Limits to Growth" was the first concrete effort using a computer to look at trends that unfold over decades, even a century. We were trying to understand long-term physical demands on the planet. And in the 70s, we were thinking that probably in the period 2010 to 2030 was when the planet would start to encounter limits. 
Here is what Dr. Meadows' computer shows. Since the year 1900, the Earth's resources there at the top of the chart have been steadily used up as population, food consumption, and production of goods have soared. Ahead of us, sometime after the year 2000, this computer study foresees calamity. Resources drop more steeply, and food and production follow suit. Population continues to expand for perhaps one more generation, then collapses calamitously as deprivation takes hold. Now, 11 billion people still a lot, but the good news is that the faster we improve health, the faster family size goes down. The World Economic Forum, you have Klaus Schwab and George Soros and Bill Gates. They talk about depopulation. They talk about um, all of these kind of utopic ideas that they have. The United Nations Sustainable Development Goals are 17 targets we must meet by 2030 to ensure decent lives for all on a healthy planet. Right now, it's expected we will fail. One reason for that is the growth in our global population. We have a golden opportunity to seize something good from this crisis. COVID-19 also helped legitimize instruments of control. It's a deep, systemic and structural restructuring of our world. Therefore, we have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Also be clear, the future is not just happening. The future is built by us. Those people definitely have had tremendous influence and sway in this whole thing. And that is why they seemingly know how to hold these events and almost perfectly predict what's going to happen. The Event 201 scenario is fictional, but it's based on public health principles, epidemiologic modeling, and assessment of past outbreaks. An outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. In other words, we've created a pandemic that could realistically occur. I know we would all agree that if we had a vaccine in hand for CAPS, it'd be a game changer. A majority of Americans expect a vaccine to be available within two months, and 65% of those polled are eager to take the vaccine, even if it's experimental. Get that vaccine up inside my life. Will we get our dose? Just please hurry. I got nothing. And come on, vaccine. Trust in your healthcare. Time for us to trust and not debate. The vaccine, believe it's safe to take. Because you are in a war, because this is a fifth generation warfare for your hearts and your minds, it's done mostly by digits, right, through the computer and those kind of things, but it's also done with adjunct weaponry, and this adjunct weaponry in this case is a COVID jab. They don't want you to know 
that your body is now their property and playground and they will do with you what they feel like doing to you and they will destroy your life if you don't take a lethal needle in your arm and it is it's the new bullet it's the new missile it's the new form of warfare you don't need to fire a bullet and win a war I wanted people to understand that we're in a fifth generation warfare fifth generation is for the heart and the mind the United States government has been engaged in psychological operations on its own citizens for over 60 years. MK Ultra and Operation Mockingbird are just two of the declassified programs designed to manipulate the minds of Americans and the world. The majority of these operations occur in plain sight, with the purpose of gaslighting and undermining those who seek the truth and pose a threat to the agenda of the global elite. Just kidding, you conspiracy theorists. The government would never lie to you. Read my lips. Thank you. Okay. Because, uh... We got a call regarding you coming over here multiple times, and it seems like they don't want to talk to you. Uh, well, now it seems that way because she, she called the police on me. Okay. You should always be suspicious if the people in charge of safety don't want to see the safety data. That should be a red flag. I couldn't understand why people aren't looking at this data, even the clinical trial for the Pfizer vaccine showed that the vaccine killed more people than the placebo group. It's supposed to be the other way around. So what, what's your name? My name is Steve Kirsch. Steve Kirsch? Yes. Okay. Where do you work? Where do you work for? I, I, I'm a journalist for Substack. Substack? Yeah. Okay. I have about uh, close to a million followers on Substack. So I've been called a um, an anti-vaxxer, I've been called a misinformation spreader, MIT has labeled me a misinformation super spreader. And in fact, if you go Google, you type in misinformation super spreader, I'm the top hit in the entire world. Why am I labeled a misinformation super spreader? I have no history at all of being a conspiracy theorist how do I go from being, hey, you should get vaccinated, waving the flag, to, I love Tony Fauci, to saying, oh, wow, <laughs> we've been lied to. How did that happen? I was vaccinated in March of 2021. My wife was vaccinated and all my kids were vaccinated. So you couldn't call me an anti-vaxxer. I've always gotten all these vaccines that the government has recommended. I've always trusted the government. And then I started hearing stories from my friends. So one person said that she asked me if the vaccines were safe. And I said, of course they're safe. And, and I said, why are you asking me this question? I mean, like, you know, have you not turned on the news? Like, where have you been? She said, well, three of my relatives were vaccinated and they died a week later and they were all perfectly healthy before they got the vaccine. And I said, well, that's impossible. That must be wrong. And, and like, 
and and then she replied, um, yeah, but they're dead. Is it really safe and is it really effective? These vaccines are safe. They are incredibly effective. Vaccines are safe and effective. Getting a booster different from your original vaccination is likely safe and effective. But if there's one message that needs to cut through all this, the vaccines are safe. I promise you, they are safe and effective. Researchers have confirmed that the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID vaccine is safe and effective. This is... What? You don't... See? This. Surprisingly... Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccines. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because nobody in Congress is asking to analyze the virus. Nobody in the mainstream media has ever asked what's in the vials. And the public doesn't want to know either because the public's not asking what's in these vaccines. If people understood what was in the vaccine, they'd go apeshit. Uh, the first one is a typical um, package insert that we see with any vaccine. When you open the box, next to the vial you find a package insert that um, has information about what the product contains. And um, this is a typical vaccine insert from a, um, a vaccine that helps protect against meningitis. It's a more traditional childhood vaccine. And the other label that I'm going to show you, the other package insert, came from a box of mRNA product. So vaccine that was um, brought to the clinic for the purpose of giving that to children. And this should look the same as the other package insert that I showed you. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blank. And it, I mean, they're, they're allowed to, under emergency authorization, put anything in them they want. And the FDA isn't inspecting any of these facilities. The European Medicine Agency allowed the purity to go from 100% requirement down to 50%. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the shot rollouts, you hear, oh, okay, we don't have to worry about this cold chain. So now you've got degrading products, which probably benefited some people in the sense that they broke down so fast that they got basically some mushy fat and sludge and dodged the bullet. But the ones who got the proper dose at the proper temperature are probably the ones that got harmed the most. I mean, how much do they care? They're making billions. The mRNA was the technology, but we had less experience, only two years working on this. And actually, mRNA was a technology that never delivered a single product until that day. Uh, not vaccine, not any other medicine. So, uh, so it was very counterintuitive, and I was surprised when they suggested to me that this is the way to go. You know, Steve Kirst, by the way, has a great offer out there for your listeners. I don't know if you know about this. No. His offer is anybody from any major academic medical center or any government agency who will come to the table and have a fair discussion on vaccine safety and efficacy, he'll pay him $2 million. Anybody? I offered a million dollars, not, not to win the debate, just to come to the table, a million dollars. And when they refused the million dollars, I said, okay, name your price. Is 5 million, 10 million, 100 million, 
what will it take for us to have a civil di- a discussion on the record? On the record, on recorded, where we can go through the evidence in the various system and other pieces of data so that we can have an open discussion about this. So the VARES is a voluntary reporting system, and it was created this way because the drug companies negotiated with the government to say, the government said, we will give you liability protection for your vaccines. But the quid pro quo is that we're going to establish this vaccine adverse event reporting system, which of course they could have done anyway. We have a VARES system in the United States. The system in Israel was even worse in March. These researchers came to the Israeli Ministry of Health and said, hey, we got a problem here. Basically, they're told that the vaccines are killing and hurting people, and you're withholding that information from the Israeli people. So the latest Israeli vaccination studies are out, and Steve Kirsch says the results prove that the government was lying all along about the frequency of adverse events from COVID shots. Shocker. I sent an email to over 200, close to 300 people at the CDC asking if any of them wanted to see the data. Okay. Almost 300 people. Not a single person wanted to see the data at the CDC. Stu, I have the personal cell phone for Grace Lee, who is the chair of the ACIP committee, which is the outside committee of the CDC. I asked if she wanted to see the data. She ignored me. Did they explicitly tell you no, or did they just ignore no. you? No, they just ignore me. Have you been in this house before? Um, I have, yeah. And for the same reason? Yeah, so let her to, to contact her. Because she's not reachable. She's not reachable in her office. She doesn't answer her cell phone. She her assistant doesn't answer. Doesn't answer her email. That committee is responsible for approving and being the outside independent source for approving these vaccines. How how did ACIP recently come to the decision to recommend COVID-19 shots for this latest group of young kids? And what kinds of things were you looking for in the data? Uh, We got a call regarding you coming over here multiple times and it seems like they don't want to talk to you. Uh, Well, now it seems that way because she she called the police on me. You know, I think we need to recognize that COVID-19 is here to stay. Uh, that vaccines are uh, make for a safer and more reliable way to develop immunity against infection. But now it's very clear that she's actively avoiding the question of whether she wants to see the Israeli data that shows the vaccines are not safe. That's pretty serious. Okay, well, it seems like she's not interested, so... How in the world could anyone, especially the top person in the world responsible for safety not want to see the safety data that shows that the vaccines are not safe. They don't want to be confronted with even the question, do you want to see the data? They want to have plausible deniability. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? Did we know about stopping immunization before um, it's entered the market? No. Pfizer vaccine not only stops people from getting sick, but also stops them from spreading the virus to other people. One vaccine could curb virus transmission 
from just a single dose. They're stopping people also from transmitting the disease. And the chances are very likely that you'll not be able to transmit it to other people. Yes, it will protect you, but honestly, it's not for you. It's so you don't kill other people. It's so you don't spread it to other people. 114 million Americans, nearly half the adult population in this country, has had a vaccine shot already. 114 million of us have had it. The number of people who have died from getting the shot is zero. There are uh, about 14,000 Americans who have uh, reported deaths. Now, that's probably underreported by a factor of 100. So you take the 14,000 deaths that are reported in the VAERS system, you multiply it by 100, you get 1.4 million. But the deaths that happened five months later, and that's the bulk of them, are not going to get reported in the VAERS system. An elderly woman has died in what's believed to be South Australia's first case of fatal blood clotting caused by the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. Investigation is underway tonight over whether a local man suffered blood clots as a result of getting the Pfizer vaccine. Two teachers who were at Soames Elementary School for more than 20 years and passed away suddenly this school year. Therapeutic Goods Administration is calling for calm following the deaths of two people in our state who received the COVID vaccine. Woodgrove High School student athlete Colette Bain passed away unexpectedly after a medical emergency. year-old nursing student died of cardiac arrest one day after getting the mandatory the 16 year old had a cardiac arrhythmia high school cheerleader who died suddenly conclusions over the death of a woman from blood clots after receiving the a COVID vaccine. Man is in intensive care tonight suffering a blood clot after receiving his AstraZeneca vaccine. whether a local man suffered blood clots as a result Due to a blockage in an artery with medical experts confirming the death of a Central Coast woman is likely linked to the jab
I said, you're just, we're just going to have to get used to this. And he says, the shots. And I said, yeah, we're just going to have to get used to this. This is the way it is. If you keep, ta if people keep doing this, then this is going to keep happening. The vaccine can kill you two different ways. It can kill you in the short term. Now, there's a longer term effect, and this takes five months to kill you. And this is when your veins are basically clogged up with this uh, protein uh, material, this amyloid protein material that's not blood clots. Now, the timing of when the embalmers first started seeing these blood clots, mid-2021. So many miles on my car, you know. You know, it seems like half of my time is driving from one funeral home to another. The busiest I ever was, to be honest, was January of 2021. Now, I didn't even think about it being related to the vaccine at all at the time. Looking back, I say, no wonder they died of a heart attack or a stroke or a, some kind of a pulmonary embolism because you can't live with this stuff in you. Probably do about 160 funerals a year. So I've been waiting for a young person that died suddenly, who'd also had a post-mortem, and then um, the family had asked me to embalm. So there are three planets that needed to align. And uh, this poor guy of 30, it was full of it. It was hanging out of him like spaghetti. This one here came out of the aorta um, from the heart. Um, it, they take the shape of the vessels that they're growing in totally and they gradually fill the vessels as they grow um, and these obviously uh, they're, that, that's what's killed him hey i just want to let you know i'm i'm pulling into the funeral home here and, and uh, i've got some guys that are with me are you fine with me bringing them in clots in the iliac, in an artery. Usually they're in veins. And I'm probably not going to be able to get it all. This is not normal. Big one came out of the vein. The small one came out of the iliac artery itself. Wow. As the months passed by, the clots became worse, and each person, um, the quantity of them was much larger, and they were getting larger. We were doing um, an injection and drainage into the common carotid artery and we were getting fluid in 
and then it, all of a sudden it just stopped and we could not get any more fluid. We were not getting any drainage of any type. Oh, look at that. Oh, watch out. It's going to spurt. That's a monster. Oh Holy God. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I believe the only way that a, a medical doctor could see this in the body is if a they actually went internally into the body. So this is coming out of a beating heart, all right? Look at this, tell me if it looks the same way. so good for you to come in today it's good to see you thank you doc so I'm excited to get this uh, thermal imaging scan but before we do that I want to learn a little bit more about your medical history tell me you know when this all started these symptoms that you had early August of this year I um, my legs started swelling I was getting a lot of pain from the crotch area all the way down to the ankle they did a Doppler on it and I had several clots in my leg oh wow so I was transported to the hospital and uh, they confirmed that and also that I had a clot in my lungs. So you went into the hospital, they put you on a blood thinner, presumably? Yes, I got put on uh, Eliquis when I was being released. And uh, come to find out, the Eliquis did not work for me. Okay. And did, did they let you know that that is extremely rare? Every doctor I saw said it was extremely rare. Which side did you get the shot in? Which arm? I think it was both. Do you think it could have been the left for both of them? Because you got two, right? Yeah, it could have been the left. Because the left arm definitely looked um, much, it had a much higher thermal signal than the right. Yeah, so we can see the left side of his face uh, has a much stronger thermal image, and then the white is also extremely hot. And this is in the area of the uh, pre and post auricular lymphadenopathy chain. Um, and then the tonsillar is also very well lit up, submandibular, submental. The left side was the one where he has confirmed clots. The right side here is showing um, significant issues with the vascular system. So I would recommend referring for an ultrasound of the lower extremities bilaterally to rule out any kind of new clotting or venous obstructions. Hello. Hi, Michelle. This is uh, Nick and Matthew. How are you? I'm good. So before the vaccines came out, there were one to two fetal demises every two or three months. You would see one. I finally had enough when I got this email the other day. It said that there was a record number of fetal demises and that there were 22 of them in one month. And in this email, it says that it's projected to increase each month. The fetal demise in mothers, gestational mothers, in that 22 to 26 week period, um, I, I had a run of that in my funeral home. Um, and five of the six were vaccinated. The other had remdesivir and uh, they all lost their infants. We're just seeing a fridge full of babies but we're not actually doing the funeral. So that's, um, that's a mystery to me as to where 
where these babies are, are going. So are you saying there's more fetuses in the refrigerators now than there was prior to 2021? Yeah, I'm saying there's more fetuses now in, in, in the refrigerator than I've seen ever before. I've been doing high-risk obstetrics for 43 years. I see a vast number of patients a year. Uh, I don't know of any other maternal fetal medicine physician in this country that sees as many patients as I do by ultrasound. At one point in time this year, I was on track to see 9,000, 9,000 high-risk OB ultrasounds. So I, I know what's going on, and I've seen death and destruction like I've never seen before. The stillbirth rate is measured in terms of live births per thousand. And really it's come down in my career from about 10 to about almost 5.8 or 6. Now let's go to 2021 and look at the stillbirth rate for Michelle's. This is horrifying, but if you take this death figure and you look at that rate at 29.3, that sigma that you're looking at is 40 plus sigma, standard deviation. Let that sink in. This is from Waterloo, Canada. 83 stillbirths, about 4,000 deliveries. It's that exact same thing you saw with Michelle's. If that weren't bad enough, look at this. I couldn't even put it. There were 13 dead fetuses in one 24-hour period. One 24-hour period. 1,200-fold increases in menstrual abnormalities. And then when we get into pregnancy, we're looking at a substantial increase in miscarriages, in birth defects, a substantial risk of fetal cardiac arrhythmia, fetal cardiac malformations, significant fetal growth slowing, significant reduction in amniotic fluid, fetal cardiac arrest. Are you saying babies are having heart attacks in the womb? Yes. The vaccine causes a significant inflammatory effect. Three different safety monitoring systems. Again, they found no significant safety signals for the mother or for the fetus, because we have to remember in obstetrics, we're dealing with two patients. So no increased risks to be vaccinated while pregnant. Anything that causes inflammation in my business, in my area of expertise, causes damage injury, death, and destruction in pregnancy. We've known that for half a century. On March 1st, the FDA released the first round of thousands of pages of data submitted by Pfizer for review of their COVID-19 vaccine. It's the 5.3.6 post-marketing analysis of the adverse events in which they outlined that 83% of all pregnant women who got vaccinated ended up with a dead baby. They had 270 pregnancies. They could not account for what happened to 238 of those pregnancies. In the remaining pregnancies resulted in a dead baby. And they only had one normal outcome. And originally the documents were going to take 55 years to be released, but because of a court order, we'll get all of the documents by year's end. 
Thank you for the floor, Mr. President. Honorable National Assembly, in January this year, something happened that has not happened for decades. The birth rate fell by 20% compared to the same period last year. Choba Getot, researcher at the KRTK Institute of Economics, points out that this drastic decline came just nine months after the COVID mass vaccinations began in Hungary. Now, I will say, a friend of mine, she just told me this the other day, her mother had volunteered at the hospital prior to COVID. So they called her and said, hey, would you come back in and volunteer? And she volunteered obstetrics, right, babies. So she said, yeah, all right. So they retrained her. And then they called her back and said, um, I guess there's no point in you coming in. We're not having any babies born. I never pass up an opportunity when I see a newborn baby. I stop and I drink it in. because my heart aches to think that seeing a newborn baby may become one of the rarest things. And, and I want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But so many people have taken this. There's nothing as close to seeing the face of God as seeing a newborn. And you have just evil that is is destroying them. And 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 my heart hurts for God. Like you could give people all of this. And they would use their time, energy, and talents to try and destroy it. What the last two years has taught me is taught me that there is a pure evil in this world. A pure evil that has no respect um, for any of us. We're, I can tell you we are regarded um, in much the same way as livestock. We were trained that the one thing that prevented adversaries from deploying bioweapons was that in order for them to have a strategic impact, our enemy would have to have a delivery mechanism that would allow them to expose a large enough population of people in a short enough period of time before the people knew they were being attacked. Dispersion in the air would be cumbersome and ineffective given UV light, dispersion, wind patterns, and that there are generally not significantly large enough numbers of people outside concentrated in a small area. Likewise, attempting to put them in water would have limited effectiveness because of dilution, degradation from chloride, etc. But what if? What if hundreds of millions of people would willingly, or under the duress of fear, allow themselves to be injected with a bioweapon? What if global mass vaccination could be accomplished in a short period of time by applying relentless coercion tactics and psychological operations to demoralize people into submission. It's my professional medical opinion that this is a bioweapon and that this was a bioweapon unleashed against humanity with the intent to depopulate um, and control the population of the world. But basically, it's achieving its goal. If, if the goal was to reduce the world's population, it's working. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset.
this is what it's all about you know so one of the hardest things um knowing what i know was accepting that people are going to die because they're just not going to believe it we have to be the plan and that means that each person in this room viewing this broadcast replaying this broadcast each one of you has a purpose each one of you has a critical god-given role and so if you are quiet or apathetic or complacent you have to stand before god and you have to answer for that i can put out a warning to all the people that are in the military right now officers who are in responsible for everything that happens or fails to happen with their troops. If you don't stand in the gap, you're complicit in this crime. If we, the only way we're going to save our lives is by together, clubbing together to do it. That's, that's our strength. And this is probably um, the most biblical world event that uh, anyone could ever imagine. It's World War Three. This is a spiritual war of good against evil. And I just hope that Matt, there's enough good in the world that we can rally together to defeat it because if we don't these monsters will destroy humanity dance baby dance like the world is ending dance baby dance like the world is ending dance baby dance because the world is ending dance baby dance like the world is ending dance baby dance like the world is ending dance baby dance because the world is ending get vaccinated it's incredibly effective, but the truth is, not enough people are getting it. We've got to change that so we can all have a safe and healthy holiday season. getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. If you refuse to be vaccinated, you shouldn't get the same rights as people who've been vaccinated. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're...
stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say you now it's mandatory to get vaccinated. Fuck them, fuck their freedom. I want my freedom to live. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Cause once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. Once you're dead, that's a bit too late. Guess what? If you got the real McCoy dolly, you're gonna beat me. Can you believe that stuff? Man. And you, you gotta, if you haven't, you know, I'm sure Murr was probably watching the video while she was listening to it. <laughs> no, I, I had eaten, so I was just listening. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what. It's one thing to hear it, to hear, to see the uh, images along with it. My goodness. Yeah, I was wondering if they are dropping to the beat there, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Thankfully, Nadine's not in here to have to hear Dolly taking her name in vain. I'll tell you what, you know, I, I it's a real shame. You know, Jennifer Aniston, you know, I covered on my morning show the stupid stuff she was doing. And I, I always had a big old crush on Rachel. <laughs> not anymore. I, hey, Jim. Yes, yeah, sir, Dave. Go ahead. Hi, thanks. I got, uh, I'm three-wayin' in my friend, um, Ronald Strasser, he's uh, locked up in a mental institution in California, Napa State Hospital. They took him out of the uh, county lockup. He'd been in since June 22nd for the charge was attempted arson, uh, some grass. And, you know, he was had a little bonfire going or something. And they called the Forestry Division. He was on private property, his son's place. And they said he, he. They say he's incompetent, so they've locked him up in this mental institution. And they forced a COVID vaccine or a COVID uh, test on him. When he got there, he was shackled in a tent and uh, jammed that thing up his nose. And now he's sick. He got in there last Thursday, and uh, he's sick. It's freezing cold in there. He's got thermals top and bottom, like through couple pair of sweats, a pair of pants, two, three shirts, a coat, a towel, a blanket, a towel wrapped around his head. He's freezing and he's now got a cold. And uh, anyway, Ron, you feel like talking? Um, what's my, and, and so now they want to, uh, they, they've put it on, everybody's on alert here now in this wing and they've been, we're, so allegedly we've been quarantined, which essentially means that we're not, we're, we're not allowed to eat our meals in the chow hall. That's the only aspect of the so-called quarantine. But uh, for the last two days, they've been uh, making a demand on everyone to uh, have a COVID test. And they already, they, they literally, you know, I was, I was chained up. I was in a, in a big chair, and they put the seatbelt on me. And they uh, held my head and ran that swab up my nose. And that was last Thursday. And... I had some strange odd side effects and some uh, strange chemicals. Uh-oh. Did we lose him? Hmm. Looks like Dave dropped off. The signal dropped. Bummer. 
man, that's a sad situation. And, of course, the People's Republic of California pulling that kind of stuff is not surprising. But that's what they're going to do to us in this day and age, one at a time. Seems they'll just, you know, latch on to you and, oh, you're incompetent. We're going to put you in a mental institution. Force vaccinate, force jab, force test, everything. And no doubt the test gave him what he got. Man. Yeah, hopefully Dave can get reconnected, but... Um, Anybody else have any comments on what they heard in that video? Anyone? Sad. Very sad. <laughs> yeah. Sad, That's for sad, sure. Sad, sad, And, you know, I had told everyone a few months ago that my granddaughter was pregnant, and she had got the jab because she was in clinicals in dental school and had to get it. But luckily, you know, it was uh, six or seven months after she got it that she became pregnant. And I'm happy to report so far, the baby is totally healthy. Everything is good. So I hope that she got a saline Placebo. one. She probably got a saline shot, hopefully. Man. But, I mean, I just, you know, was so worried all through the pregnancy and was just, uh, you know, prayed about it every day. And, uh, I mean, everything is good so far. It oh, just, good. Well, it looks uh, like Dave got back in Dave. Have you got your buddy with you yeah. on the line again? I, I do. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Thank and... you, Jim. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, thank you for your patience. Um, and so long as short of it, it's, it's exactly as, as David pointed out, with the exception to the to the fire, the, the fire it's alleged from the from the fire crew that came out to the house uh, that the the burn pile somehow was ignited. <laughs> I had I, I had no need nor reason to ignite the burn pile myself. So, uh, as a matter of fact, the county had shut the power off that day, and those burn piles at at, at my son's place were only ignited after a rain or in the evening and most definitely with the electric on where we have the ability to run two hoses one one at ground level three feet away from from the, uh, the burn pile and the other one uh, about six feet above it from a deck and uh, you know so and it could have sat there you know till winter time as far as I'm concerned but somehow the, the pyre the pile burn pile ended up uh, igniting and unbeknownst to me when it, when it happened uh, I was in the house and uh, it brought me out so that's enough of that but <clears throat> yesterday well I came down with this like strep throat didn't swallow hurts to swallow it did ease up uh, through the through the morning hours uh, last night I can swallow it doesn't hurt as bad and the pain from the throat is subsiding. But as of yesterday and today, they've been adamant to get a, a new COVID test from everybody in this unit, approximately 30-some men. And they've asked me now half a dozen times, and I just said, hey, uh, I'm unable to do this thing. I, I, you took it from me once. You, you, you got the results you liked and uh, negative. And it was, I see no reason for me to have to do it again. And they said, no, you have to, et cetera, so on. And 
I said, well, I'll need to see the manufacturer's suggested side effects from that test before I can even consider it. And they said, okay, so we're going to move you from the three-man room that you're in to a single room. So they're actually, you know, punishing me now because I uh, reserve the right to reserve the right, to, you know. And since I'm here, if anybody's got any magic words uh, that I might consider using to protect myself or any knowledge from a case uh, opinion or case law or a contract, anything that I may use that, to cause these people to, to back off, but it feels like a setup to me. Um, I had some definite side effects from the swab Thursday, Friday, Saturday, chemical smell coming from the nose, uh, dry and wet up at the crown of the nose where they pushed that thing up in there as hard as they could, and uh, an impact feeling around around the eyes and the area between the eyes on the forehead. And then this happened, you know, then the, the cold, the, you know, what, what I used to call the common cold has, has set in now, and it's, it's subsiding, so gratefully the immune system is, is kicking in for me, but... Uh, as a, I've not been in the state hospital before. As it said, uh, they took me into a sham video proceeding. I could see it was going nowhere quick, and they gave me an opportunity to speak. I asked, what's your jurisdiction? And she didn't like that there was a female judge in, in, the, in the TV monitor. And she didn't seem to like that, but they also seemed to be prepared for me. Um, looking at my file, uh, knowing that I've you know, learn some things and how to protect myself somewhat. And also learning these things to protect myself, it's also created, you know, uh, an additional, you know, challenge. They're, they're twice as hard with me as, it, as they can, as, as they are maybe with, with others. But uh, I, the second question I asked was, what's the nature and cause? Because she didn't have an answer for that, and I had the record show that uh, she was silent with that. And then with the second question, she said, oh, well, you're one of those, not an exact quote, because I, I can't remember for certain, but something to the effect that you're one of those, we'll put you on the list for the state hospital, and we'll appoint an attorney to the case. The attorneys spoke to me once at, at four and a half months, and that was at my that was at my at my calling. I was in one of the and I've only been allowed to participate in the, in the sham videos. And it was the fourth or fifth one. They allowed me to speak for thirty seconds. The rest of them they've had me muted. Uh, I said I'd be I'd be completely open to working with the attorney if if she can you know prove to me that she's got my best interests. Uh, and, and mine, and you know the fact is that she's not taken, you know, she's not spoken to me, written me, or otherwise. And so they they made a special uh, visit for her it was to be on a Friday. And she shows on a Wednesday, and she was interrogating me in a, in a room that I only learned after the fact had a two-way radio in it. The meeting may have lasted seven minutes. She was riding on her yellow tab like a mad hatter and so it really wouldn't know she was speaking to me like I was Mr. Potato Head 
my own name. So here I am um, in all the years of being in the court system within Oregon, where I'm from, now here in California, reuniting with some sons and daughters. Uh, I've never experienced anything like this. Now, how long have you been in the uh, state hospital, Ron? Uh, I arrived here last Thursday. Okay. And before that, you said uh, at some point, they you said like three or four months. Has this whole thing been going on this long, and it's just now last Thursday that they got you into the hospital? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I, I've been, they've had me locked up since 22nd June in Lakeport, Lake County Jail called okay. Hillside Jail Facility. And during that time, your court-appointed attorney hadn't contacted you at all? Oh, not one time. Wow. And in fact, I listened in, in one of the uh, sham videos. They gave her an opportunity to protect any rights uh, for the person under the 14th Amendment, and she stayed silent. <laughs> so she's just been part of it. It, 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 it's, it seems like it's, you know, it's just another racket. There are a lot of men here uh, accused of being incompetent. There were a couple of older gents like myself, 63 years and a half, that uh, had a wherewithal and a, and a mind of, for what's going on and, and feel, feel well to speak for themselves in sui juris, if you will. Mm-hmm. And they, too, were placed on this list. And uh, so it, it seems to be a racket because the, there were sent here, and I was sent here on a commitment order based upon a psychiatrist having spoken with me and made the determination that I was incompetent. But when this psychiatrist was brought to the isolation cell, I was in the jail where they kept me the entire time, half hour out, up to an hour out, and then for the last month, I finally got out four hours a day. But in wheeling the, the, uh, the video cam on a tripod to the front of the uh, cell door, I was invited to partake. And, you know, being cautious and being skeptic and not being very trustworthy uh, with these people, any of them, uh, I, I declined the offer to uh, speak with the man. And he said by declining my offer to have you for you to speak with me he says you'll be admitting that you're you'll be willing or you'll be going on uh, site and, you know of course that made the hair on the back of the neck stand and I really felt I was doing the right thing and, and, you know not not speaking with the man but from that he says in his order to commit me here which the same judge signed off on a month later uh that's, that's what he made his commitment from, from that short discussion. So I, I learned after the fact. I, they've not seen, they've not provided me a case register. They've not provided me any, any of their filings to the case register. They're not let me see anything that they may have been done that's revealed through the case register. I personally, myself, okay, I mean, before I lose my train of thought. So I, I learned coming here that the commitment order that they used to send me here was, was vague. 
I'm assuming that that you know could possibly make it void. And they had me sit with a, a forensic psychologist, going over the questions that he would have gone over with me. And and you know maybe if I'd have spoke. Uh oh, looks like you dropped again. Well, we're way over time, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, end things at this point. But um, hopefully, maybe we can get Dave to come on tomorrow with him if uh, if they can make that uh, happen. But uh, that's a sad situation when you get locked up in those situations. You, they're at their mercy. But anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for everybody being here. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care and God bless.